It's important to know. Dark Days of Dorothy Gale is solely a reimagining of the novel The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, and not the 1939 film or any other iteration of the story. Dark Days of Dorothy Gale Aftermath For Episodes 38, 38-2, and 38-3 Epilogue Part 1, again Epilogue Part 2 And the final chapter of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz Chapter 24, Home Again Did I ever tell you about the time when I was just a wee lad with a camera and an idea? It was a tale of ambition. A time in which I felt the sky was the limit. I had very few bills to pay, and I was young and much less jaded. A friend of mine and I decided we wanted to make a movie, the details of which, or at least most of the details of which, escape me now. I believe it was heavily inspired by Cowboy Bebop, though, which was popular at the time, even without the existence of Netflix. The ending of this film, however, was going to be tense and left open with a strange sense of finality mixed with ambiguity. You see, there were these two guys trying to kill each other, and in the final scene one of them was going to wake up in the woods disoriented and confused. He would find a mysterious note, which would lead to another and another. The tension and the confusion would ratchet up with each passing second, as this character followed a figurative trail of breadcrumbs. Ultimately, he finds one final note that says something like, Turn around. So he does. And he's killed. Or attacked or something. And that's it. Film is over. To me, that was enough closure for that particular story. It was ambiguous enough to leave open the idea of a sequel. You know, like in a horror movie, when you see the killer's dead body for a moment. But when the survivors turn around, he's not there anymore. Sure, there could be a part two, or three, or four, or five, or six, or seven. But the real terror is that everything you just witnessed was all for nothing. Where the story goes beyond the credits is entirely up to you. Until it becomes a ridiculously convoluted, overly saturated franchise, that is. Anyway. My co-writer and cast member reads this ending, and he says to me, he says, he's just reading notes. Completely missed the point. But he was also right. This character was just reading notes. So I rewrote it, and the revised ending was a little bit more action-packed. It ended with a standoff, 
and left the audience not knowing who the real victor was. I felt proud of this because it was ambiguous, like the original ending, but it was more suspenseful and less anticlimactic. Truly the best of both worlds. This fun feature never really saw the light of day. It was a time when cell phones didn't have cameras with apps that you could use to easily edit something. And you really couldn't make a movie on a cheap computer. Or at least, not one that any of us could afford anyway. So did I ever tell you that story? I did? Oh, jeez. Why didn't you stop me? Well, anyway, here we are, at the end of this story. I've already covered Epilogue Part 1 in that first Aftermath episode. I don't remember exactly what I said about it, so I'll go ahead and cover it again. I'll be brief. Or at least, try to be. I feel like you know me well enough by now to know that when I say I'll be brief... It really means I may or may not ramble on incoherently for the next three or eight minutes. Say, did I ever tell you the story about... Nah, <laughs> just kidding. Let's get on with this. When I started writing this book, I didn't really know where to take the story. Everything in Epilogue Part 1 was kind of just off the top of my head. I didn't know what significance the book would have. I had no idea the lion would be a villain turned good, turned villain again. I didn't even know why or how Mr. would end up being reduced to an arm and a head. I knew the woodman would always be the main villain, though. I had that idea for quite a while. The point is, when I wrote this chapter... I was almost just as in the dark as you. I knew I wanted the story to start off with something intense, though. Something harrowing, even. I wanted the reader, or listener, I guess, to read Epilogue Part 1 and be so plagued by the question, Oh, man, how did it ever come to this? That they stuck around for more, kept turning pages, or listening to new episodes. One of my all-time favorite films happens to be Memento, which is Christopher Nolan's second feature, in which the opening scene is a character doing something so severe that it can't be undone. The rest of the film is spent trying to figure out how this came to be. The running through the corridors, the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, and the attic and the basement door is the old Konami code. Just some fun trivia there for you. I chose to re-record this episode because some of those old episodes just weren't quite up to snuff. I'm currently working on re-recording the first ten. I chose to redrop it here because there was a lot of stuff that happened between Epilogue Part 1 and Epilogue Part 2. Epilogue Part 2. Hmm. What is Epilogue Part 2? 
Is it just reading notes? Is it any kind of closure? Is it what you're expecting? For all of those questions, I have one simple answer. I don't know. When I finished this, I honestly wasn't looking onward at a sequel. I know what this ending means to me, but it might not be the same for you. I'm not going to tell you what it means to me, though. At least, not right now. If you never read Darker Days of Dorothy Gale, let this be whatever you want it to be. Maybe in the pages beyond this book, existing only in your mind, she falls back asleep, only to wake up later refreshed and unaware of the horrors of Oz. The way you wake up from a bad dream in the middle of the night, terrified, not wanting to close your eyes again in the event the dream might return or continue. But you fall back into that void behind your eyelids no less. And when you awake the next time, all you know is that you had a nightmare. You don't remember it, no details or anything. But you know it was there. So you go about your day like any other. And everything, it's okay. Maybe even great. Maybe you want to imagine something darker. Maybe in your mind, she wakes up after a tornado. She's lying in her bed, the rubble of her fallen home surrounding her, bearing down on her. Maybe, after she closes her eyes again, she dies. Either way, though, she's back home and she doesn't have any of her Oz items in her possession. I chose to do it this way because Dorothy doesn't get to keep the slippers in the wonderful Wizard of Oz, and she does get back home. So again, I ask you, now that you've had more time to think about it, maybe time to see things from a different perspective, what is Epilogue, Part 2. Is it just reading notes? Or is it something else? Something more meaningful? Even if it's only meaningful to you, that's okay. In the final chapter of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, we find Dorothy returning home. That's it. That's all. If the great L. Frank Baum and I have anything in common, anything at all, it's that sometimes we write two chapters when one would be sufficient. Seven sentences in chapter 24. Seven sentences. That couldn't be pinned to the end of chapter 23? I made you wait almost an entire month for seven sentences? So, I guess by now you know what I'm going to ask. 
in this final chapter of Baum's novel is Dorothy just reading notes? Does it really accomplish anything? She gets home, so there's that. I do love that M seems genuinely happy to see her, though. It's a much nicer thing to think about than that weird, surreal madness she goes through at the beginning of the book when she so much as hears Dorothy laughing, like little girls often do. Anyway, these final seven sentences are truly wonderful. It shows Dorothy accomplishing her goal of getting back home. And it shows that despite the depressing blandness of Kansas, there truly is no place like home. Be honest. Were you expecting her to wake up and be greeted by M and Henry? Expecting to find out that it was all a dream, and M and Henry were actually characters in Oz? I was. The first time I read this book, I was so convinced that's how it ended. Because that's how the film ended. Crazy how that works, isn't it? For some reason, we, or at least I, assumed the ending of the film would be a direct adaptation of the book. Partly because I was a kid, and I wasn't aware of such things as poetic license. And look at me now, taking the story apart, utilizing poetic license in a potentially much more grievous way. I guess we accept the ending of the film as the real ending of the story because it's somehow more iconic than the book which is kind of depressing when you get right down to it. Just like how we constantly envision a green, wicked witch. I guess that's just the way it is, though. Like how the written version of The Shining ends with... And the Stanley Kubrick version ends with... I don't know what that says about us as consumers of media that we pick and choose what we accept as canon, or we just accept the most popular ideas with a certain sense of finality. No matter what the reason is, though, it doesn't change the fact that we've come to the end. Or at least, a temporary conclusion. If I missed anything, or failed to address something you feel I should have, by all means, let me know. I'm always open to questions, comments, or constructive criticism. As the young people might say, you don't have to like these bars I'm spitting, but you can at least be nice about it. It's Dark Dorothy G on Twitter. Dark Days of Dorothy Gale at Outlook.com The Ordinary Sun, that's S-U-N, on Instagram. Also, if you're interested, there's a Facebook page that never gets updated. And the official Dark Days of Dorothy Gale website, ddofdg.com. There isn't much there right now, 
but that's about to change in the next few weeks, seeing as how I don't have a podcast to produce right now. Also, you can listen to every episode of the show right there in the website. No downloads, no logins, no extra accounts. Just a good old-fashioned set of listening ears. Also, looks way better on mobile than on desktop. But I suppose that's to be expected these days. Come back soon for a very special retrospective episode of Dark Days of Dorothy Gale, along with a special announcement. Thanks for listening. I love you all. <laughs>